Welcome to the My Personal Economy Podcast, the place where we get you up to speed with what's going on so you can make sound decisions when it comes to your financial life. Now, let's get started on today's topic. I'm constantly asked for tips by my clients on how to negotiate a property purchase. So today I'm going to give you a brief rundown of the basics and hopefully you'll get a couple of takeaways from today's episode. I'm going to keep it to four basic categories. One, know what you want. Two, what is the market value? Three, what are you prepared to pay? And four, communicating with the agent. Firstly, I'd like to start by saying that you need to understand your own situation. If you're stuck to a budget of 500, but you're looking at stuff advertised for 550, then you might need a reality check. Knowing what you want must also be realistic. If you're buying to live in, then you also need to weigh up the personal value of the house versus the actual value. By personal value, I mean that the house may have features about it that make it more desirable to you and therefore you're prepared to pay a higher price. Um, I guess the main point is do not tell the agent you really want the house if you really want the house. All this will do is get the agent excited and get them to put you in an initial offer that is higher. Just to extend on this point, it doesn't matter if you're buying to live in or to invest, you need to know what something is worth. One of my favorite tools is to use the sold tab in realestate.com.au. I believe Domain has a similar feature, uh, but I use the realestate.com.au one. So what you can do is filter what's been sold. So if you're looking for a three bedroom house on 500 square meters with two uh, bathrooms, for example, in a particular suburb, you can search what's being sold in the last one month, six months, or 12 months. Um, so if you put this together with actually going out to opens, you'll start to quickly get a really good idea of what, what things are worth. Another feature was, which sits on top of that is to use the map, map feature. So um, when you search those list of houses that have been sold in the last, I don't know, six months, for example, you can also use the map feature, which sits on top of the search feature, which basically just allows you to see all those properties sold uh, but on a map. So there's just pinpoints on the map. Uh, so this is really handy because it can tell you certain parts of the suburbs that are actually where the houses or the properties are worth more than other particular parts of the suburb. So what this is telling you is that there's some advantage to these houses which are selling more so they are probably locational advantages so they may, may be closer to uh, the beach they might be closer to public transport they might be closer to shops schools um, there could be any number of reasons but the map feature simply allows you to understand that there's something about a particular part of a suburb which makes it more valuable to a buyer. Once you understand what something is worth on the market, then you can figure out how much you're happy to pay for it. I would suggest doing this prior to discussing putting in an offer with the agent. 
if you've gone to enough open homes and auctions for the type of property that you want, you're gonna get a feel for the, for the current market. I wouldn't leave this up to getting a general feeling from mass media as markets can vary depending on the type of property you want to buy, uh, the location and a number of other things. If you're going to open homes and there are people everywhere and auctions are going for well above advertised price, then this is telling you the market is hot. In a hot market, there's generally not too much room to move on negotiation because FOMO is strong in the market and vendors are willing to wait it out till they get a higher price. In this case, I would try and glean what offers are currently being made and what the vendors want for the actual property. If it's a 2019 market and in most places around the country, then you have a leg to stand on when it comes to negotiating down. I guess the thing is to note that you need to be reasonable. I've had buyers go in thinking that it's a buyer's market, I'm gonna go low and I'm gonna get a bargain here. And had the real estate agent basically exclude them because the buyer came in so far off the, off the mark that the, the real estate agent didn't think they were genuinely interested in, 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 in negotiating for it. And in the situation where the potential buyer finds out that the property sold for a price they were prepared to pay, it's a harsh lesson. So in, in this particular situation, I would first engage the real estate agent as to find out as much information as I can about the property. If I was a buyer and I thought a lowball offer could be on the cards, I'd actually pose that to the agent before, before putting in the actual offer. So something like a phone call with the agent, just saying something like, I'm thinking about submitting an offer in the low 600s. Do you reckon that would be something the vendors would consider? A question like this is a good way of putting forth what you want without insulting the agent or the vendor. I guess the rule here is don't talk your way out of the negotiation. Maybe they want to sell and get out of the house sooner rather than later. You could ask them what settlement period did the vendor prefer? There could be yourself and another buyer offering the same price, but because you know the vendor wants to get out quicker, you've offered a 30-day settlement, whereas the other offer has offered a 60-day settlement. So in this case, your offer, even though it's the same price, is much more attractive to the vendor. If it's a buyer's market like what we're in now in Melbourne, you'll find real estate agents will follow up with you after the open house trying to get an offer on the property. They'll generally open with something upon the lines of what you thought of the house or the property. In reply, I wouldn't give too much away. I wouldn't say that I'm in love with the property. I'd simply say that I'm a potential buyer at the right price, of course. And I'd inquire as to what the vendor wants to let go of it for. That's a pretty direct approach, but it suits my personality. At the end of the day, my time is limited, so at least if I know where the vendors are at, then I can make a call on whether I want to engage them further in a negotiation or not. At the end of the day, a negotiation is a point where both sides can reach an agreement that gets the deal done, which means both sides have enough benefit to agree. If you go in with the mindset of you winning and not trying to figure out how the other side can win too, then you're gonna miss opportunities. That's all I've got for today, guys. I apologize, time is pressing for me. This is one of my favorite topics and I could chat about this all day long, I assure you of that. I just wanna make a quick recap of what I've talked about today. 
Number one, know what you want. Be very specific. It'll help you do number two, which is find out the market value of the property you're interested in. Number three, that'll help you figure out how much you wanna pay for a particular property. Number four is communicate with the agent and find out as much information about the property as you possibly can. That's all for me, folks. See ya. Thanks for listening to the My Personal Economy podcast. I hope you've got some nuggets of wisdom you can use from today's episode. My goal with this podcast is to help people understand their finance a little bit better. So if you have any questions I can address, please get in contact. You can find me by searching Will Bell Mortgage Broker on Google or Facebook. Thanks for stopping by.